0: Hey guys, welcome to Journey Podcast. I'm your host, Smita Kunturi. You're going to hear a new segment in Journey Podcast as Coach It Forward. Hope you guys enjoy. Hello everybody, I have Priya Kumar with me today. She is a business and woman empowerment coach and she also conducts a lot of workshops where I was fascinated to learn about her work and what she was doing with other women where she was able to help them guide and navigate through their life with whatever the down points they have thank
1: you for being here priya welcome to the show thank you thank you samira i'm glad i am here to share more about what i do and how i help other women
0: <laughs> absolutely
1: can you please tell us like what is your why why do you start
0: this journey and what make you what made you to help other women
1: ah uh, um just life in general i was for a long time i was on this journey of really Wanting to find answers, I hate asking "why me" when something happens. I hate resorting to that. Oh, because I feel like it puts me in a victim place if I'm asking "why me." So I was like, "No, I'm not a victim. It doesn't matter what happened. I'm not a victim. I refuse. I refuse to believe that." So then I started asking, "Well, if I am being put through this pain, there must be a bigger reason, and I want to understand." what this pain is trying to teach me. And it wasn't until like years later is when I found purpose in my pain. And that's when I looked around me and, you know, like just, just started with just friends and colleagues and coworkers and stuff like that. And I was also like, oh my God, a lot of women are in a suffering state. It doesn't matter that they have left a uh, uh, an abusive relationship or that they have gone through therapy or they have done stuff and worked on themselves there is still a part of them is still stuck in that suffering state where it's they're still feeling that pain so then I was like okay I need to go out first learn how to make sense of this and how to turn your purpose into pain how to find meaning behind it and then once I did, so I started doing a lot of workshops around money and I see money as just energy. It's an energy on the outside that makes your outside world possible. Um, but inside, we still got to be able to um, channel our energy on the inside, heal and create from inside out. So I started doing workshops just to inform people, like what are some of the foundations they should have in, in their life and what should, what should they plan for? It started as just financial coaching, but the more women that I talked to, and that's another thing I noticed, there were more, a lot more women in my workshops. So then I was like, okay, well now I want to understand why only women are interested in this. So after some time just talking to these women, I find out that they are actually a lot of them are still suffering so that's when I was like okay I'm going to take this forward and really help them see the other side of this and get to the other side so that's where my purpose comes from and I was like well I can't just waste my pain now and I can't waste my journey so here I am (laughs) absolutely beautiful when you say money as energy i have a
0: question like usually people around say like yeah money is not everything it will not give you any happiness but when you are empowering women with the financial side of them what have you observed why money is important and what is that financial freedom for them
1: um you know i hate that term when people say oh money is not everything um because if you really look at life in general, like all the different areas that we have, we can also say love is not everything because you can't pay your bills with love, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and we can also say, like, work is not everything, family is not everything, everything in our life has its place, and everything is important because collectively, they all create this energy around us that makes life in itself possible. So money is a very big factor that allows us to, you know, like I'm a single mom, I have a child, and I want to be able to provide him with everything that I can. If I don't have money, I can't feed him, I can't send him to a good school, I can't clothe him, I can't put him into sports, and no one else is going to help me. So that I need that, it's a need now, right? I think the when, when people say money is not everything, it just comes from other people abusing it. You know, we I'm sure you've also heard terms like, oh, money makes people evil. Or when someone gets rich, then they're like, oh, um, they have money, they're changed now but they forget to see that they have actually grown. It takes a transformation to take yourself out of poverty or wherever you are to go to the next level. And those who don't see the hard work, they're not going to see it. They're just going to see that you have changed because now you have to focus on other things. You know, you don't have time to just be chilling. <laughs> you know? so, so yeah, it, it, it is energy. And just like everything else, it's a necessity
0: that's very beautifully put I have heard all the other side of comments so far and this is the first time believe me that I'm hearing what exactly money mean and how or like what is the importance of it in our day-to-day life kind of as as you mentioned like yeah money is not everything love is not everything when everything is not everything what is that actually that we are going to like everything make I mean have their own part in our lives and holistically it makes. That yes, was very beautiful, but yes. I love it. Thank you. When you are uh, talking about pain, and you said like, yeah, you, when you are doing the workshops, a lot of women that you have seen like still stuck in pain. So, what were the major reasons? Are like a couple of topmost list in your um, workshops? What were the reasons for the women to be stuck in that pain for a longer terms?
1: Trauma. And not being able to see how trauma actually affects their patterns in life. And just not just money patterns, but relationship patterns, a relationship with themselves as well. Um, and me coming and, you know, everyone goes through trauma there are different levels of trauma. Uh, Some cultures, some uh, religions go through more trauma. Like right now we have the crisis in Iran where this woman was murdered for not wearing a hijab. And then they took to the streets and protested and they started killing the protesters. right? Mm -hmm. So even if you are not immersed in that trauma, even though if you are not there, that's still trauma. And it reminds us, of a time when our choice was taken away, when we felt powerless, and how that caused trauma. Sometimes it could be um, sexual abuse, you know, uh, physical abuse, and physical abuse can be from your own parents, you know, narcissistic relationships, um, friends who took advantage of you, someone that you trusted, um, a, a boss who made your life hell. So we are surrounded by trauma and one of the easiest ways that we actually cope with trauma is instant gratification amazon two-day delivery right and you forget what you bought until it's delivered (laughs) and we do that a lot we we just want to feel better because we hate to stay in the pain right but that instant gratification yes it gives you satisfaction that for that moment And when that moment passes, you're still not feeling well about yourself. And then when you move forward, you know, people always talk about red flags. What is really a red flag? It is nothing other than your past telling you, oh, you've made this mistake. Oh, you've met this type of person before. But if you really look at it, that's the wrong way to judge any situation because A lot of us have gone through similar traumas. So how we respond to it is also similar. So someone judging on someone because someone said something and you're connecting it to a past that's unrelated to them, you are taking that chance away from yourself to get to know that person, to give them the benefit of the doubt. You are almost like starting it without any trust. And the poor person has no way to earn your trust because you are, you keep putting in the negative, like oh, minus point here, minus point here, minus there's no positive. And so that that plays a big role we continue to do that so we constantly stay stuck in a in in a painful place even though like we'll get promotions we're moving forward in life get a house buy a car have kids get married but there's a part of us that's still suffering and we don't take the time to really sit with ourselves and look at how we respond to things like the perfect example will be for a mother who's raising a child we copy how we were raised. And some of the behaviors that we put forward are negative behaviors from our parents or grandparents. But until you question it, you're not gonna change that behavior. And that translates for everything else as well, like how your relationship is with money. If you continue to have this uh, impulse uh, buying or instant gratification and you never question, why do I resort to going shopping when I'm not feeling well and that could also be because in the past maybe when you were a kid someone hurt you or your parents hurt you and they felt bad so they bought you something so it's like way deep rooted than we think it is so that's like it's already programmed and that's how we respond like okay well this is how I make myself feel better because this is how I was made to feel better (laughs)
0: When you're talking about judgmental life, were you ever ever being judged by anybody around uh, while you are fighting with your traumas and trying to come out and be this confident in life?
1: Yes, yes. I think anytime we change, any type of change we implement in our lives, we are judged. Because that change requires you to remove something to make room for that change. And a lot of the time is we... um, remove ourselves and from our tribe like the community our families friends we spend less time with them we see them less so then they say oh you've changed you're not the same person well of course I'm not the same person anymore because I am trying to work on myself and the funny thing is people never see the work that you're doing Yes. The, how you're trying to get better they're always trying to pull you down because oh you're changing and change is uncomfortable so when you're doing and it's more uh, the uncomfortable for them what kind
0: of a help that they actually don't know you provide, to and try. what is the work that is being done in the workshop
1: and we get stuck in it um one of the most recent recent ones that i did it's um and this is the first time i stepped onto that side i never really tried to bring in like holistic stuff or spiritual stuff into my workshops and this was the first time I actually did it and it was just catered to women who were going through divorce and um, and here I actually had them meditate and I had them meditate uh, where they pictured themselves uh, I had them think of a moment that was the most painful in their life and I asked them to close their eyes and picture this moment. And it may have, we'll just use for example that they were being physically abused. And I asked them to picture how old they were, what they were wearing, what color of the room was, who was the person, the smell, the details of everything that existed in that moment. Because trauma is that, we don't forget, Uh, we remember it. And, And I had them see exactly what's happening. Because this is what's actually—it's uh, almost like your past um, spilling poison in your in your present, and you have it's dripping slowly, so you ha- you don't really see the effects of it, right? So I had them picture that, and then. Um, And then I told them, picture yourself now, I want you to take yourself in that room and you take the perpetrator and you do whatever you want to this person. You can kick them, you can hit them, you can punch them, whatever you want to do. And then take them and you just swing them so hard and throw them out of the room. You can throw them out of the window, the door, the roof, the wall, whatever. And you see them completely gone out like in the universe and burn into the sun. Now they're completely gone. They're never gonna abuse you again. And then I asked them to find the younger version of themselves, go find wherever they are hiding and sit with them with their younger self and tell them that you are so proud of the person that you're about to become And show and show them yourself who you are now. And just hold them and hug them so tight and give them so much love and tell your younger self, I forgive you for not being strong enough to save yourself, for not knowing enough uh, to, to make a better decision, for not knowing what to do in that moment. For trusting wrong people, because we we punish ourselves over and over over something that was out of our hands at that time, right, because we did not have the wisdom that we have now. So I'm like just just tell that person that you, you forgive them, forgive your younger self for not knowing better, and just hug them so tight that they become you. And then all these women had like a bright smile on their face that they healed a part of themselves and then for the next part um i had them envision that their um loved one maybe an ancestor or their child or whoever uh, the, their most um idolized person is picture them that they are um that they're walking into an elevator and the door opens and this person is coming out and they actually hand you a box that's gift wrapped and you open it what gift do you find in there and a lot of them wrote down that they found healing they found more love they found freedom they actually found their own voice and it was so amazing to like actually have them practically do it because we don't take the time to slow down enough to heal ourselves, and it's our own responsibility to do it. And then when we finished with that, I asked them, "How does that affect, or how has they that been affecting their mindset about themselves and their lives?" And most of them said that it that trauma of uh, that pain that they kept holding on the holding on to for this long it actually made them feel less so they picked partners that treated them like they were less
0: when you're talking about healing journey what is your healing journey and does it impacted anybody around you like the loved one that you are living with and what kind of an impact that was
1: oh gosh it was that healing journey was very painful to go through because of all the things that I had. Sometimes, you know, when when we're younger and something really bad happens, we bury it so deep down that we actually forget about it. Yes. Yes. But then it spills little by little. There's triggers, right? Like something rubs you the wrong way. Someone says something. Someone maybe looks a certain way. It's It's triggers, but you don't know where it's coming from. And I had to really look at my responses, like why would I get so defensive when someone would say something? Why did I always need feel the need to justify, justify myself? Why would I, sometimes like the topic won't be even that big of a deal, but if it was about women, oh, I was all like defensive. Like, oh, do not, you know, I'm not a feminist, but I'm like, nope, women should have this, women should have that, you know? And it all came from not really being able to stand up for myself not being able to ask what i wanted and really not being strong enough it was like almost like i wanted the people that were in my life to be the protectors and to protect me and that that pain that was actually taking my power away so going through you know like my grandparents were very toxic And that made me feel less because the whole idea of grandparents is like, oh, they're fun. They just love you a lot or whatnot. You know, they were the abusive ones verbally, the things that they would say no child should ever hear it, you know. So that was the damaging factor. And then I was bullied. So that also added to that, like, oh, I'm not good enough. So pile it on, you know. And then that led me to getting in a narcissistic relationship with physical mental all these abuses came you know and I took it because I was like well this is what's destined for me like I accepted it and just kept going and going it wasn't until my brother passed away so before my brother passed away I was actually suicidal and I tried to take my own life because I was like this is I can't I I I'm crushing under all this abuse, this pain, not necessarily abuse, but the pain, because I'm still carrying it through my life and piling it on where it's like now crushing me. And so I tried to take on my my own life and I'm like, it's just not, I'm not worth it. No one loves me. No one cares about me, you know? And uh, so I attempted to take my life. No one was home, but my brother came home early. So he was my savior. He saved me. And then six months later, he dies. So when he dies, my only sibling, the only person that I could really trust, that only person that I really knew would always be there no matter what. And when he died, that's when I was all like, wait a minute. Like this is not fair. Like, like I've been ready to go. like what the heck why why him so how how am I gonna live now and I went through a phase of you know where I resorted to alcohol to numb my pain and it wasn't until like one day I was coming home and of course I was intoxicated and I almost got into a car accident and all I saw was his face and he was so disappointed and he said if you hate your life this much go live mine I didn't get a chance to wow and that changed everything because I did hate my life and I loved the life he had because he was this bubbly person always happy he will easily make friends everyone just loved him and I was just like yeah I always admired your life I always wanted to be like you and that day was when the old Priya died and then I moved forward And of course, the next relationship I picked, it it didn't end the same way as I, you know, it ended the way it ended. Uh, But I have my son now. And it wasn't until I went through that. And after my son was born, that's when I really started questioning life and the series of events that were happening in my life. So I had improved my life but I was still not happy. I was like, there's there's more, I need to do something or I need to know more. But when I had my son and I remember going on this retreat and I was um, sitting there and I was all like, you know, there was a time when I had two hearts beating inside me. And I'm like, and I think that I can't love more. Like there's no room to love myself. I can't give more love. Like, who do do I think I am? Like, God has given me this power to create life. Like, I carried a child. I had double of everything. Two hearts, two, you know, four arms, (laughs) four legs, two bodies, you know? And I'm like, and I think that I can't do anything. And I still think that I'm not enough. Like, what the heck? And that's when it started changing and I kept looking for answers. And it the way it changed me, the people that I knew, like, like people that I knew and lost touch with, some of those people reached out and they're like, you are this whole different person. Who are you? Because I found my voice. I started standing up for myself because before I didn't know how to say no. And I'm like, okay, I have to find myself. And that's when I was like, okay, I need to know why I went through this pain, but not necessarily why someone did this, but what was this meant for me. And when I talk about when I show up as you know when I talk, when I speak about my pain, sometimes people will want to know like who did it. you know I'm like, that's irrelevant. It does not matter who the perpetrator was. The fact is that you were meant to go through that. And the way I see pain is that pain is a very loud and very hard and very deafening knock about your awakening, something that you need to learn about yourself. But we get so busy with holding grudges and hating and removing people out of our lives, you know, that we forget to see like, okay, let me go back inside. What is this trying to teach me about myself? Because we go through several deaths and we go through several rebirths, just our own selves. And we forget to see the growths because we are carrying the deaths with us oh, this person changed me. They're responsible for it, that I'm bitter now. They're responsible that I don't care. <laughs> you know, But we forget to see like the transformation it was meant for, that we were meant to go through. So yeah, it has definitely like my appearance, I can say is that they are not in fear anymore how I'm going to live without them. <laughs> They know that I will be fine. I mean, if this was like 10 years ago, definitely they'll be like, oh, we need to find her a good man, get her married. because She will not survive in this world, you know, and finding that I was like, OK, I need to help those who are around me. And I kid you not, one of the first persons that reached out for for help was she was a single mom of uh, three kids and she had been alone all her life since her kids were babies pretty much. Um, she's all like, I have been watching your journey and I want to know what you did to get out of this. So we just started talking and she's like, will you be my life coach? And I'm like, that's just like shady life coach. What the heck is that? You know? So I was like, well, we can just be friends. Let's start there. And, and then she started making changes in her life. She started seeing her own pain and how she's holding the grudges, how she's still, um, punishing herself and how much shame she's carrying. And now she is, she is financially in a better place. She has all these like foundations laid out, like investments and savings. And like her dream is to buy a house and her dream is to also own a business. Right now she is in college with all three of her kids and she's the one who's on the Dean's list. That's awesome. It is I am so proud of her. So when I saw that, I was like, I don't even feel like that I'm making any difference. But to others, like you said, you I saw your post this morning. You said your story could be a survival story for someone else, right? So talk about it, share it. And I saw her. I thought of her. Like she got to the other side because we were friends. I didn't try to deliberately change her life. She just saw hope. Oh, if she can do it, I can do it too. We're not that different. Amazing,
0: amazing. What is forgiveness for you? Forgiveness
1: is peace. Awesome. It's not easy, but to, know, to have the power to forgive whoever, and especially yourself, the reason that we don't forgive um, the other person who hurts us or takes advantage of us or whatever, because we can't forgive ourselves for not knowing better. So it's a punishment we give ourselves by not forgiving them. And we think that they, deserve, they don't deserve the forgiveness. But in return, we're actually not forgiving ourselves. What is gratitude? Oh, gosh, that's everything gratitude is everything we have become sheltered that we are running towards the next thing we forget to see what we have the people around us you know just just the little things being able to go outside and it's not raining the sun is out compared to another place in the world where it's, I mean, isn't it hurricane Fiona right now? (laughs) That's like spreading devastation. Yeah. We forget to be grateful for little things. I can walk, I can talk. I can, I woke up in the morning. That means I have another day to make a difference in my life and for others. So gratitude is, is that one energy. If people, and that would be my advice. If you can do anything just be grateful great be grateful for that moment be gr- even be grateful for your pain because it has made you a much stronger person that you are today Okay, success then success is a combination of gratitude and forgiveness Amazing. because if we are not if we can't forgive ourselves for our mistakes we're not going to be grateful for the things that are happening around us or coming towards us because we're going to judge it, right? And if we judge something, we're not going to trust it. We're not going to trust, trust the process. That means we're going to deny the success. How do you explain
0: or what do you say what is freedom?
1: <laughs> I like how you've layered it all. <laughs> <laughs> So freedom will be the ultimate. We are all seeking freedom, freedom of time, freedom of money, freedom of pain and suffering. We are all seeking that. And everything that we have just talked about, it all like if we really pay attention and do the work, it will take us to that freedom, freedom to be ourselves and not even care who's going to judge us the judging part is thinking that someone is judging us is what takes our joy away. Like to be truly happy, be free to be yourself, express yourself. You know, there's all these like rules and structure in place that serves no one and no one knows who created it and why. So break a few rules, be yourself, have a purpose, have a meaning in your life. Even, I mean, you don't have to be a a philanthropist and, I can't even pronounce that word correctly <laughs> or, or have a business or have a non-profit you don't have to do any of those just be purposeful have intention you know if you're going to be a good friend be a better friend you know if you're going to forgive someone really forgive them you know if you're going to make a change make that change in your life first so have a purpose in your life like myself my my whole life has a mission statement <laughs> And that is that anyone I meet, I want to leave them better than I found them. And that's even for anyone who listens to this. I hope that even even if one person takes away something and they implement in their life and it changes something for the better, I have lived my mission.
0: Okay, thank you for tuning in, and you can find me on all the socials at Smita and the show notes for any resources mentioned. See you next week. Take care.